are one episode away from the Magic 400, which means that this is episode 399 of This Is Whole Life. Every week we dig deeper. It's Melanie, it's Ken, it's Randy at the Whole Life Church. And if you want to find out more, you can look at wholelife.church slash slash podcast. Easy for me to say first off the top of the block. We would also <laughs> e- encourage you to send your comments to podcast at wholelife.church or voicemail or text 407-965-1607. And you know what we haven't done for a long time is play the voicemail. So if someone has the, you know, leave a voicemail. I'd love to play it. Yeah, Because it's kind of fun we to hear someone. No, it has been a while. It's been a long, long time. All right. This week we got an email from Brittany. And uh, she's and it had a really really good uh, connection point to it, so we're going to share it so that you all can enjoy what Brittany did. Yeah, this was good. She said, "I just got done listening to the Holy Encounter series, Melanie, and the podcasts this past week. The topic from the last sermon was on doubting Thomas, and in the podcast, there was discussion on how some go through a period of deconstructing their image of God. I remember that episode; it was really mm-hmm. good, and the the message to question and analyze things we've been taught to believe." I thought the conversation was very fitting to the question posed at the end of first service from last week that says, does connecting with God ever look like taking a puzzle apart instead of putting Mm -hmm. it together? I'm not sure who asked that, but would highly recommend listening to the podcast episode. I think it is episode 355, which she is correct for This Is Whole Life. That episode is 355. If you want to hear the message, if you missed that, it's episode 149 on Speaking of Grace. And if you swipe up in today's show notes, you will find a direct link to both of those, or you can just scroll through your podcast player and find it there. Can so, I just awesome. say, Brittany, Thank that you. was a, that is. So, I could not be happier. Yeah, when people are making connections across series, across, mm-hmm. and I just that made me so happy that, that you sent that in. Yeah, it was a perfect, perfect connection with with that. So awesome, Brittany, so cool, and yeah. I, I think that's one of the awesome things as well with our, you know. If you're if you don't know it, you can go back and watch sermon series more than once if you want to. And yep. if you're you know, if you're struggling with something, you remember that we preached a sermon series where I think we're even eventually Randy getting to the place where if you if you're if you, you we can you can type in topical stuff, right? Is that coming eventually? Yeah, it does now. You can type in any keywords and the only thing that I don't like about our database is it lists only one hundred keywords. Okay. So um, when you're out of keywords, you're kind of out of keywords and you hate well, to We take... have way more than that to talk about. I yeah. know. Yeah. But if you know who preached the sermon, number one, yeah. uh, you can search by Ken, you can search by Melanie, you can search by Bible text, you can mm-hmm. search by any one of those 100 keywords that will come up. And if you ever are go like, hey, I think I heard us, just, yeah. just email us here. We'll make sure you get to that episode. And I love that it cross pollinates between the message which you can get video form yeah. or that. And someone this week asked, I'm not sure how to find the whole service. I want to watch mm-hmm. the whole service. Mm-hmm. You only post the message. Well, I post the message because that's easy for people to get right. to and digest. And if you want the whole thing, just go to YouTube. And it's safer for when you're driving. That is yeah. true. <laughs> just YouTube, go to YouTube. YouTube has all the services And so on. I changed yeah. the front page of the website. And here's the three things you need to know about the front page. Upper right corner is media library. That mm-hmm. will take you to YouTube. You can find any of the full service videos. And then in the media library, you'll also find all of our sermon series, which are just a message. And you'll also find the podcast, which all have the 
going back to not all the way back for speaking of grace and about, but about seven, eight years for this mm. podcast. So there's a lot to cover if you're yeah. looking to go deeper and you haven't been back or you haven't been listening that long. So you can find any of those. Lots of content. Lots of content. So this week we talked about the horizontal connection and early on in the message, Kent said, the question is, who is it that God wants me to connect with? Mm. And that's kind of a question that I guess we're all going to have to think about and decide what that looks like. How do we approach it? But why does God want us to connect specifically? Like, why isn't just, you know, living your life and leading by example, going to church, sharing, you know, it, I mean, I guess it is part of connecting, but it, who is a, a, the question sometimes just makes me think to myself, if I make it a who, then it's much more daunting to me. <laughs> so maybe okay. it's me trying to go, are you it? Are you it? Is that person <laughs> it? You know, and, and so sometimes it's like, well, maybe I should just not worry about it and just let God do it. Mm. However that is. But if I don't really know how that works, because there's been a time like, well, I have no idea if God needs really needs me to connect with anybody other than just like the people I know. And so... It just made me wonder if, if there's a – I'm like, what do you do, Ken? Do you do you specifically pray for people to be put in your path? Or are you just like, hey, I'm a pastor. People know that this is what I do, and they'll talk to me when they need me. Or, you know, does does anyone have anything that they specifically do to answer the question is, who's that that God wants me to connect with? Good question. That's why you asked it, probably. That's Well, <laughs> it's what – I mean, these are the things that Randy thinks about. Thinks about because there was a time when, when I was new to really loving Jesus, that it felt like I should be doing something. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, well, I don't know how to necessarily ask the question, or I don't know what to do. Should I? Is there a way to do it? And I figure if someone else has a plan, I you know I'd rather start with someone else's plan that's been working for them, and well, you know what? I uh, think and revamp it than to start me, from I'm, nothing. I don't go on the hunt looking for somebody. Okay, you know, but but I. I pray and let God know, or, which is more of a reminder to myself, that I'm available. I'm available for mm. interruption. I'm available for people and, and, and to help me recognize when that happens. So I, I'm, not, I'm not like looking, you know, running around looking for people, but, <laughs> but when they show up, I know. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. And I think I'll just kind of echo a little bit of that. I think that early on in... Uh, pastoral ministry, I really felt like the burden of the world to, you know, <laughs> yeah. like everybody was, you know, the the person, the the poor guy beaten by the side of the road, half dead. And I thought it was my responsibility to, to, to go, you know, be the, be the highway safety patrol looking <laughs> up and down the lanes and doing that. And I don't know that I don't feel like there's a certain responsibility there, but I've also kind of come a little bit more to grips the further I've gone as a pastor that that God puts the people in my pathway. Hmm. You know, when you think about the priest and Levite, they walked right past the person. It wasn't like they, you know, they the person was there to, to be to be helped. They didn't it wasn't like they had to go looking for this or something. There's also a time though that where if you know something somebody's missing that you do go looking. And so I think for me, it, it just goes back to hearing Jesus say, arise, Ken, get up, and then following Jesus 
down the road to wherever he's taking me. And, and for me, that for me, it looks like just every day turning my life over to God and saying, put the people in my path. You know, if I need to get lost on the way to work and you're going to take me by somewhere, detour, (laughs) that's fine. Help me to not get aggravated about the the holy disruptions yeah. that, that you put into my life and help me to see the people there that, that need me. And I think the other part of it is I think we sometimes get connecting people confused with helping people. Mm. Um, mm, okay. And I think connecting with people doesn't always mean that, that we are helping mm-hmm. in, in like a sense. And, and that's if, if I had one critique of the sermon that was given this last Sabbath, I don't know that that was hit hard enough because I think in the story of the good Samaritan who helps the person by the side of the road, when you talk about connection, I think that there's a tendency to think, oh, my purpose for connecting is to help somebody who's been beaten and is half dead. I think that whenever we connect with people, we're helping them in the sense that we're creating a connection with them, but it doesn't always look like changing their tires, uh, yeah. you know, fixing a problem for them. Sometimes it's just sitting with them in the moment, being with them, just making a connection. Sometimes there are people that absolutely don't need anything from you. It's just nice to get to know them mm-hmm. and... And that's a connection that was mm. intended to be made and that needed to be made. And you go through seasons with people. There's seasons of connection where sometimes you're in a season where neither of you, you know, it's just nice to just nice. to associate, yeah. to be around each other. And then there's seasons where that person really needs to lean on you. And then there's seasons where you need to really lean on them. So I think that when we think about connection, to me, it's just as simple as when if you're at your, if you're at whole life in person and you're just walking through the lobby, just noticing people as you're walking through, just a smile. Uh, hey, yeah. You know, if you're a super observant type and you notice somebody that you've you've come across a couple times and they look a little, you know, like they could use a word, just stop by and hey, how are you doing today? What's what's happening for you? What's really going on? I'm I'm not just asking just to say that. Just how are you? Yeah. You know, I had um, – I'll, I'll go ahead and use an example of somebody I think probably listens to our podcast, but um, – and I hope I'm not embarrassing them too much, but uh, Gustavo Mojica, just a phenomenal human being. Yeah. Um, but Gustavo came up to me during uh, – we were staying outside waiting for food uh, Saturday night uh, at the at our amazing church social. Uh, man, thank you for everybody who came out for that. But Gustavo just uh, he he just looked at me and goes, "Hey man, how are you doing?" He said, "I just want to know how you and your staff are doing." He said, "It must be hard, what Jeff's going through, and how are you handling that?" Mm-hmm. Man, that was just yeah. it was super nice. It was mm-hmm. just it was a very thoughtful question to ask, and I could tell it was sincere. He really wanted an answer, and and it was you know it was just a thoughtful thing. And so those are some of the things that you know that that's a little bit of connection. Like I said. He didn't say, hey, let's go into your office and sit down for the next 30 minutes and you're going to tell me what's going on. Just, just a simple, hey, how are you? Do you, know, do you want to talk more later? I mean, and so those are things that we can do as we as we go throughout. Just an awareness that, um, that God is putting people into our paths daily, that sometimes it's just, you know, being nice to the person that's serving you. Yeah. yeah. Wherever, <laughs> it just letting them, ha- even though they're not doing the best job serving you, 
You know what I'm saying? Like there's the the you know the server in a restaurant that sometimes you can feel really aggravated with, and you're like, you know, you're not taking care of me. I'm paying for service. I mean, we don't always know what that person's going through. Maybe they're maybe life is pretty difficult for them. And this some of the things I'm not good at remembering that. So this is me saying <laughs> I need to remember that. But just being a little bit more patient, being a little bit more grace filled. You know, one of those values that we have here at Whole Life, mm-hmm. and just making that making those connections that are not necessarily going to maybe turn into like a best friend situation but just just making a connection here and there and and the cool thing is and and for those who are of you who are not here at whole life you're not worshiping in person but you're worshiping with us online you know maybe it's 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 just interacting in the in the in the feed that's going on the yeah. the, the messaging that's going on maybe it's a little bit of that or maybe one of the things that, that that actually has been crossing my mind in the last couple of weeks is I've been thinking about there's so many people that are, are watching from various parts of the country. Maybe it's inviting a couple of friends over to your house to watch the service with you. Mm, yeah. Um, and and they might say no. Yeah. But maybe you ask somebody else. Maybe just hey, I I'm a part of this really cool church and we watch online, but it'd be fun to have some people in person and maybe have a meal before or after or do you know. So there's a lot of different ways I think that we can connect that don't necessarily look like, you know, taking the guy on the side of the road that's been beaten half to death, but it's a connection. Yeah, it's. Well, I think there's there's an interesting relational dy- dynamic because there is a paternalistic attitude that we can have toward mm-hmm. people like, you need me, yeah. you need my help, and I am going to reach down and help you. And, and people do need help sometimes. Sometimes we need help. And, and, and But I, f- I feel like it's not a reaching down. Like if you really want to make connection, it's a reaching across. It's a reaching toward. Mm, yeah. and, and the power dynamic of the relationship then is equal. Like it's you, you and I are in an equal relationship. It's not that, you know, you, you, it's not always the, the guy that's beat up on the side of the road, I guess is what I'm saying. And even if it is the guy that's beat up on the side of the road, there's, um, there's a way to connect with people where you see them as people and you have a, a certain amount of humility about yourself because you understand that you're a person and that, that makes the relationship less, less power. Do you know, you know what I'm talking about with yeah, by, the power by, dynamic? The power dynamic. Yeah. yeah. This it's, it's, a it's seeing each other. And I, I love, I, I actually really like this term that's namaste. Mm-hmm. And, and what it basically means is, you know, the, the divine spark in me sees and recognizes and respects the divine spark in you. Mm. And I think we could, we could kind of see that as, you know, the image of God in me sees and recognizes and respects the image of God in you. And that happens on an equal level. Equal level, yeah. Well, I think I like what you both said because it really, it really plays into what, what my takeaway was from this past week and Church is always fun when you get to be a participant mm-hmm. for me. And I got to be up front with Max. We had a video that was, was so fun. Was, that was awesome. Was the worst acting guys, job in history. No, that was fantastic. That was you guys were so much fun. We're both looking at each other in the front row like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Because like, seriously, that oh, was man. so good. It but was so good. Up front, like Max killed it, right? And, and I felt like this was a connecting point that so many people took advantage of simply mm-hmm. from an invitation of, yeah, we made it fun and we, we were 
you know, I don't want to say we were purposefully high energy. It's just kind of the way it was. I, I'm excited. Max is excited. I think people are excited that, you know, everything in our communication is going to get better with Max here. So I really felt in the at both services in the room and then online, you guys showed up big time for Max in <laughs> the chat. So nice. It so was cool. just welcome aboard, Max. We're, you know, we're happy to have you here. People came up and shook his hand, gave him a hug. I mean, whatever their comfort level was, and it was just a love on Max Fest. And I, I while we created that environment, it's not that much different than how you would normally interact with your family or your friends. So the thing that I really took away was we all rallied around a cause for an hour at a time and it was the same cause and it wasn't tiresome. It didn't feel, it didn't feel uh, disingenuous. It felt real. It felt all the things that you worry about, like, Oh man, I, you know, if I go up and say, and it was really easy mm-hmm. and more than one person was like, you know, usually I, I, I go through the lobby and I don't, you know, I see people and I'll, you know, give the head nod or the smile, which I'm not discounting because mm-hmm. those are those are acknowledging points. But they're like, how much fun was it to get to know Max mm-hmm. a little bit more? I met some people that I have not talked to before. Well, I know who they are. And we connected. And for me to feel like I was talked out, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. And when I got home on Saturday afternoon, like we, I was falling asleep. I mean, last week was a long week and it was a late night before on Friday night. But- I was literally falling asleep eating a haystack. And I was just like, I went to, so I did not make movie night. And, you know, I, I got up just in time to watch my Packers deal away their, their uh, postseason hopes for further advancement. And mm. so Rochelle was, appreciates yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Throwing that pick at the end. Uh, I noticed oh, you're not wearing your jersey today. Yeah. So no. He's wearing all black. He is by wearing the way. all black. I'm, I'm in <laughs> Even his shoes. He's his in shoes. Mourning. <laughs> I'm in mourning a little bit. No. It, uh, it's all... literally already even made that connection. <laughs> it's all good. And he is literally in all black. <laughs> it's, all, it's a day of, it's not Victory Monday, it's Morning Monday. Even the scarf. Yeah. And yeah. the glasses. No, wow, this is this is an my intense m- Randy, we're here for you. I think we you. love you. My muffler, this is my favorite muffler, so I don't uh, I try not to go anywhere without it when it's chilly. All right, well. Even in Florida. But but it just it really felt like we talked last week a little bit at the end about, you know, Jeff and what he's going through. And it really feels like our family is really a family. Like we're mm-hmm. ready to rally, we're ready to mm-hmm. be there with yeah. each other. And that is unlike any church dynamic family situation I've ever been a part of. And so that has to be organic. You can't force that. And that's something that I just love about whole life. I think a lot of people, you know, come in and they feel something different here. No, they want to be part of it. That doesn't mean that everybody has like an instant connection, but but there is a really interesting warmth dynamic yeah, I'm really, I just, yeah, can I just say how proud I am of everybody who's listening and everybody who's comes here to whole life? I just, I really am. Mm-hmm. I, it's to Melanie's point, you can, as a, as leadership in a church, you can preach it all day long, but it's just something that, that people either do or they don't do. And, um, I think you can set a tone as a leadership, but it's just, to me, the, um, I really appreciate the caring that I see that comes, and I and I know that um, Jeff and Tammy have felt surrounded. And I know other people who have been in that position have as well. I also know that there's people that we could have done a better job with, mm-hmm. and oh, so yeah. and so Can those are things where 
um, we continue to learn and grow. And um, I would like to think whether you've been a pastor at this church for years and years or whether you are have only been here for a month or two, that if something important is happening in your life, as a church, we're going to rally around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's evident. And that's it just, it just makes you feel good about that part of your life mm-hmm. and the because well for us we're staff this is a this is a huge part of our mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and it feels really good that the the time and the energy and the creativity and all the things that we try to do with excellence and intentionality it really does help in that process and and so it really makes you value the backside of those coins every year that remind you of those nine things that we do and that we hold dear and that we try to work into every piece. Like how does this fit into, how do these fit into what we're trying to do? And I think the result, you know, the results that we see and that we feel just reflect that. And that's, that's something to be, like you said, really proud of. Um, you, you did say that we, we don't have to connect with everyone, but those people that, that God does put in in front of us. And that's like the people alongside the road, I feel like in in the parable, but those are also to me, those are the easiest people to pass by the same reason that everyone, but the good Samaritan stopped. Right. I mean, we, we lack confidence. We lack the time. We lack resources. We lack empathy. And we excel about worrying about people, what, you know, what people are going to think about if we stop and we help this person, because someone may not like the way that this looks to them. And, it's tough to overcome all of those and then if just at a minimum and then just add the the general fear we have about putting maybe putting our nose where you know oh i didn't realize that was not good or maybe i shouldn't have said that or you know how is this how is that person going to see me are they going to think that i'm coming from the top down instead of i'm really my intention is to do like melody talked about reaching the hand across so that mm-hmm you don't feel like I'm more important or I somehow am taking pity on you. I mean, no one, nobody wants to feel that. And so it almost made me feel like it's amazing that we do any of these things <laughs> because there's a lot of reasons and they're legitimate reasons that we all have legitimate fears or concerns over. And it made me think of, cause you, you segued into the two movie clips, which I'm, I did want to come and see Flaming Hot. Um, hmm. What if we aren't naturally a Judy? Can we become a Judy? <laughs> I mean, is that a is that a thing? Because it's way easier to be to be the other. Well, I do think that you need to be a Randy. Um, I think that's <laughs> let's important. Start there. I th- let's, let's well, do- I was supposed to be a Julie, but it, I did, it didn't happen. Okay. Well, but my mom was. But we're happy, Randy, that you're yeah, Randy. Yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. We're we're okay with. And that. I'm sure your parents are as well. But, yeah, they've they've grown, she's gotten over it. But good. I think that one of the things that I remind myself it is that there are there are some basics in life that you don't have to be a superstar out, but you do need to you do need to do. You know, I may never be a professional NBA player, um, but that doesn't mean that I can't have some of the basic skills. If if basketball were in a super important thing, it doesn't mean that I couldn't learn to dribble. doesn't mean that I couldn't learn how to do a two-handed pass and to do it well. And when it comes to our connections with people, there are natural duties out there that are just encouraging and upbeat <laughs> and 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 they make people like me feel very inadequate because that's not who I naturally am. And I appreciate them. I, I, I think that it's amazing. But I remind myself that while I may not be a Judy, 
there are things that I can do to develop myself to be more engaged and connected when people need me. I can I can learn to be a better listener. Mm, yeah. I can learn how to provide assistance when it's needed. And I can do those things. And then when I fail at them, because that's not natural, I pick myself up, dust myself off and think, okay, well, next time I'll try to do better at it. The other thing that I'm trying to grow in is not is not telling other people that they have to be a certain way, that they have to do mm. something or you need to do more of this or need to do I think that's a real trap in 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 church life is that we want everybody to have the same spiritual gift and all the same well everybody has to have the gift of hospitality everybody has to do this I think there's some basics of hospitality that we should all have but not all of us are going to be a superstar at hospitality you know not everybody's going to you know not everybody's going to grow to to 7 foot 2 and no matter how many no matter, vegetables you yeah, eat, no matter how many vegetables, ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it, it's just one of those things where there's, but but again, that doesn't mean that you can't do some of the basic skills and some of the basic things and improve yourself yeah. in some of those things that that are just helpful here and there. Well, and I think I mean the word basic is I mean. There are also basic things that you know that other people need. Yeah. Other people need to be respected. They need yeah. to be seen. They need to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. And those, I mean, those are basic things that you can cultivate an awareness of how generous am I yeah. with giving mm-hmm. these things to other people. And one of the things that I think is cool is generosity of spirit is contagious. Mm-hmm. If you're in a place where people are generous in spirit toward you, then that, that there's a there's a vulnerability then that there's a safety that that opens up that allows you to be more generous in spirit to other people and then and and on and on it goes. So I, I felt that being reciprocated this past week with a lot of conversations that were happening and that we had a, a volunteer job fair and so the lobby was full of people smiling, interacting, and it really was just an attitude or an a feeling like in the room that it was just it was a really cool week and I, I hope if you had a chance to be here both uh, in in either of our services with the worship I mean the the worship team did an amazing job uh, the the two guys we had up there for their little time they did okay you know <laughs> it, fantastically. it was it was acceptable um, you know the message it just really felt like if this is a week that you wanted to bring someone to church it was you know I, I think anyone would have walked in and, and kind of felt what you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier like there's that that safety and there is just that aura about people that this is a place that cares and not that I don't think it's pretty obvious most you know on most any week you would come to whole life but it just really just being i mean i'm i'm rarely up front i think this is the second or third time i've been up front um, since I started coming to church here, I don't get off up front well, that often. Well, we that's might fine. be seeing a little more of you, <laughs> and, that, and that's okay <laughs> with me. I mean, I don't mind, but I also, you know, I have no like, man, I need to be up there. It was different being up front and and getting the energy back from. You can feel it when you when you sit, but you can also you get you can feel it better. When you're up front and you see people and when they're engaged. Oh, you know, it, yeah, now, like, now you'll know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, huh? Right. And so it really was. And Max, Max mentioned it too. He's like, man, it just felt like, you know, everyone was being so supportive and, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and it was really genuine. And I met some great people today. So 
you know, for all those that came up and said hi in, in, in the, in, on the chat and in person, that was awesome. You really made Max feel welcome. And that was, uh, that was just really cool. It was a mm-hmm. different, uh, it was a different perspective being up front. And you met time. a cool person too. So and congratulations sure. to you on meeting Max. <laughs> yeah. And maybe next week he's uh, going to bring a different flashlight. So mm. check on his flashlight, Carrie, every week. He's, he'll, uh, I told him, I said, you're going to have to start switching it up now because people are going to ask you. <laughs> so he's going to have to get a little more creative. He's I got, have a flashlight to give him that I don't think. He has. I do. Ah. I'm really excited about it. And this and so funny. Someone else texted me um, some flashlights on Amazon that they thought he needs to have that they don't think he does. So, <laughs> Ooh, all right. So it's good to know what to buy somebody for their next couple birthdays Jason and Christmases, Christmases. and yeah. stuff. So. Now we just got to find out when his birthday is. <laughs> we do need to I don't that. think I know. I'm pretty sure I don't know. All right. Well, let's get into the chat from this past week, we had, a, a, again, just a whole group of people that were resonating with the message, uh, comments about being seen, feeling like they understood, and that Ken was speaking to them in their in their situation. And then, again, trying to figure out, like the first question we talked about, like, who is that person wow. that got a – and what's expected of me? And Deanna, who is one of our Stephen ministers here at church – kind of got things going at first service. She said, I think opportunities abound for connection. And I think we aren't always attuned to them or feel we don't have the energy to make the effort. Mm. And Cecilia said, in quote, air quotes, having energy to make the effort. Deanna, that hits the nail on the head for mm-hmm. me. I think that's where I struggle the most with connections. And then Deanna wrapped it up. And this is the part I really wanted to talk about. The fact is it doesn't have to be much. She said, see the people who are usually unseen, i.e. the grocery clerk, your waiter and janitor, feeling seen makes one feel valued. And that it, that good. fits so well with mm-hmm. what was happening this week. Yeah. And with everyone collectively in the worship center saying hi to Max, and he was sweating up there, he was oh. nervous, <laughs> and uh, it, just, it just put him at ease. It, it immediately mm-hmm. changed his demeanor and... When you're up front, you know, you're you're kind of in you got the lights on, it's bright, and you're you're subconsciously thinking about, you know, what am I gonna get everything right? Do I remember what Melanie told me to say? <laughs> and we cheated and put it on the back wall, so we did. Um but to see that immediate just yeah. whew, exhale, mm-hmm. like, you know, people really do like me. Mm-hmm. You know, and not that you don't know that maybe necessarily, but it's a new place. It's a new group. And I think how many people walk in our door where if two or three people were like, hey, I don't know you. Welcome to Whole Life Church. What an exhale that must be. And mm-hmm. then how much more are they going to receive that vibe that we feel or receive what Ken has to say or whoever's up front of it's Melanie or Randy or the worship team? How much more we're enhancing their connection with God or their ability to connect with God. I thought that was just really spot on. And the wallflower asked, how close of a connection does it need to be? (laughs) (laughs) Going back to the Lego metaphor from a few weeks ago, some of us only have so many connecting points. How much do I need to engage someone to be loving them as my neighbor? I think we kind of covered that a little bit earlier, didn't we? I mean, yeah. You think? I think so. I do like the fact that I only have so many connecting points. Right. And I also feel like if I connect with Ken, it's different than connecting with Melanie because you're two different people. So my my thought of that is how many people 
are we only because I feel like if we only stick with the people like yeah. us, those connecting points can be very minimal because it's like, well, there's only so much of that I can handle. But this week in the lobby, I, I connected with everybody that had different connecting points. And it was it was fun because it's you get a little bit of each different style. And I think you can make more, not that you would always do that, but it so, helps more. So here's one of the things I'd say. Having lived in a number of different communities over the years, I can tell you that one of the most discouraging things when you come to a new place is is hearing somebody say, well, I have all the friends I already need. Ooh. Because that can be true. I mean, that's not unfair necessarily. Some people, you know, like different Lego sizing, your, your block is full and you don't really have time. But hearing somebody say that when you've moved, in can feel like, wow, then where am I going to fit? I don't know. And so one of the things I would just say is it, it may be true that your Lego block is full and God has filled you up and there's there's no more space on, on it. And that's something that only you and God can prayerfully decide. With that said, I would love for everybody to always be open to the possibility that God can extend your Lego block a little bit further sometimes if that's what needs to happen. Not always. That isn't always what needs to happen. But I never like to close myself off to opportunity. You know, I never, I never like to put myself in a place where I say, "No, nope, I'm completely full of all the friends that I, I need. I've, I've made all the money that I need to make." We don't usually say that with money, and money is less important than people are. Hmm. Um, and so, what I would just say is, it's true. We diff have different Lego block sizes, and you may be full. Be careful about saying that out loud. There's some things that <laughs> you can think in your head. Don't use outside voice. <laughs> but but be also open to maybe God has a something more for you and be open to that. Well, would loving your neighbor involve a level of friendship that it would require a level of friendship? Because... Asking said, what if being loving to my neighbor involves a level of friendship and I already have enough friends? So piggybacking yeah. that, like, I'm pretty full. I've got a full calendar. I host, you know, yeah. I have a Bible. So I've got all this stuff. If, it, But do we have to extend it if that because that means loving our neighbor? I think that there's I, – I think this can be an opportunity for a gut check. Okay. Because like Ken was talking about, you know, the people that we are friends with, the people that we allow to be attached to our block – are the ones that look like us and think like us mm -hmm. and act like us and same socioeconomic yeah. status and sure. these kinds of things. And I think that sometimes there needs to be a gut check where you think, where you ask yourself the question, am I full up on friends or if there's, is there something else that's keeping me from connecting with this person? Mm -hmm. Because Ken's talking about, you know, this upcoming series, the connecting across. And uh, it reminded me of, I was, when we lived in Washington state, I, we were invited over to somebody's house for lunch after church one week. And we had a great lunch and we had a great conversation about the sermon and all the things. And then, and then we were going to go for a walk afterward. And the lady said, oh yeah, we have a great neighborhood. Just don't go on the cul-de-sac. And I said, why wouldn't I go on the cul-de-sac? And she said, oh, well, there's a gay couple that lives there. And I started laughing and I said, you know, it's not contagious, right? Like you, you, you can walk by their house. And she said, yeah, I know, but it just makes me feel really uncomfortable. I don't want to be around them. And I was thinking back over a conversation that we had with lunch, uh, over lunch. And I said, 
we've been talking all this time about being like Jesus and doing what Jesus wants to do, us to do. And Jesus said, love your neighbor. They are literally your neighbors. <laughs> They're the definition of. And yeah. she said, yeah, but I can love them from over here. Oh, ouch. And so my thinking is, can you? Can you love someone from that distance? And and is there something that's keeping you from getting to know someone that is, uh, you know, an issue with with yourself and how you feel about others and how you feel about others that may be different from you or think or believe differently from you? What if it's your neighbor directly next door to you that comes onto your property and cuts your trees down? Is wow. that is that is that it sounds like a personal wow. issue? Yeah. Yes, so that was oddly specific, Randy. Well, you know, I, I was just, you know, I, I feel like, you know, distance and proximity and it was funny, my mother, this this is a very obviously very personal one. And it's we have the same problem with the same neighbors coming in just like, hey, we didn't like the way your stuff looked, so we came over and, and fixed it for you. And it's like, <laughs> no. And oh, hey, we just came and put a, uh, our fence up on your side of the of, of the property. It's like, well, no, you can't do that. And my mom is like, so the, one of the last times we spoke about who is your neighbor and how to love your neighbor, whatever. My mom listened to the podcast and she sent me a text message. She's like, so does this include the neighbors uh, to your east? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I think there is something to be said for proper Ooh. boundaries yeah, <laughs> as no, well. But, but, look, I think yeah. that, yeah, and I think that the thing to really remember here is that if being a neighbor was easy, yeah. then we probably wouldn't have as much written in the Bible yeah. <laughs> as, as is written there. <laughs> too, yeah, too it's sure. not easy, and it's not, it's not, there aren't simple question, answers to it. Life is complex. There, there is a time to love from afar. Um, usually that involves the person being destructive and usually that's when, when it involves a lot of times we get confused about who's being destructive though. And, and yeah. so I think that, um, I remember Melanie saying, I remember us having a, a conversation a long time ago and, and with Melanie and Melanie said, uh, we were, we were talking about a group of people and Melanie said, well, Ken, I would just rather err on the side of being too loving mm, yeah. than lo not loving enough. And that, that one stuck with me. Uh, I thought, yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. Uh, and um, I would rather explain to God why I was too kind, too loving, <laughs> mm -hmm. too engaged yeah. with my community than, ex than explain to God why I was too unkind, too unloving, and too disengaged from my community. Um, and, and that's, I think that's an important thing for us as we, as we kind of, and as a family here at Whole Life, I think it's just important for us to err on the side of love, to err on the side of, of kindness. And when I say err on the side of love, I'm talking about first Corinthians 13 love. That's what I'm talking about. If you, I'm, I'm not talking about some mamby pamby, whatever, you know, I'm talking about first Corinthians 13 love. Just go read it. Err on that side. Mm -hmm. Err on the side of, of not holding somebody, um, what they've done again, you know, err on that side of things as opposed to on the other side of things. And I think that when we do that, err on the side of keeping no record of wrongs. That's, I mean, err on the side of, you know, love never giving up. You know, the, the, the more I look at Jesus, the more convinced I become of how unloving I am and what I really want to be like 
And I don't, again, I don't spend a lot of time beating myself up over it. I'm just, it just is, I'm encouraged. I'm like, I, I can do better. I can do better. And, and, and at whole life, I'm, you know, we just, uh, we just got done with our annual, um, mission index, which is where we ask questions that directly focus on our mission, vision, and values. We ask people questions. It's, it's an interesting thing because in a lot of churches that you go to, or I shouldn't say a lot, some churches that you go to, you'll get a questionnaire. Do you like the sermon? Do you like um, this, that, and another? We really focus our questions around the things that are mission and vision that that what the whole, instead of saying, do you like the sermon? What we're trying to determine is, is the sermon moving you in the direction that our mission, vision, and values are? And one of the questions, one of the most important questions on that survey to me is, do you feel loved and accepted at whole life? That's one of the questions that's on there. Do you feel loved and valued at whole life? That is the question that's asked. And for me, it makes my heart happy uh, to see the, the response be at over 90%. It was over 90% last year, and it actually climbed just a little bit this year. It went from, I think, 92% to 95% of respondents said that they feel loved and valued. But i got to tell you, until we hit 100%, we're not done. Mm-hmm. We're not done. And and I have to also recognize that there's a 5% that maybe I'm not doing a very good job at making feel loved. And that means that maybe it's something I need to do. I don't know. Is it is it somebody that maybe I can never make feel loved? I don't know. But that's not my. I'm not worried about what that. I'm worried about what can I do? How can I be more loving? How can we hit a hundred percent? Well, five percent's no joke in a in a, a church the size. Of no, ours. you know, I mean, five percent equals. A well, lot there are of two. People. There are two hundred forty eight people who responded to that. So you can do the math on that. Yeah. That's 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 ten ten ish people. Yeah. Is that right? About ten ish people yeah, that right. that out of the two hundred forty eight and. You can say, well, that's, you know, but that's 10 people. That, yeah. Those are 10 people that matter, that yeah. that are important um, to God and to us. And we can do better. Yeah. We can figure it out. And so anyway, so that's just something that I always like to ask that question. And I like, and I'm always challenged by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I know we have, we've got about 15 minutes before Ken's got a heart out here. So we're going to try to get through the rest of the questions because we have a ton but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read two of these because they're both about social media and how it might mm-hmm. be. So we'll try to see if we can knock both of these out together. Leo asked, I'm curious about how social media changes this. Does it change it or is it still only those who we come in contact with in person? And Aaron followed that up with how does social media play in all this? We're not exactly in contact with those people, so does it not count? Is it only those we come in contact with in person? There's thousands of people that we could reach out to in social media, which makes it a lot less obvious who our neighbors are. So does it does it change? And to me, I've always looked at it with social media that there's going to be people that you're going to connect with, people that find you, you find them. And I've had some really, really good interactions. Uh, we've all had probably negative interactions on it as well. But for people that are really wanting to connect with you or you're wanting to connect with them and it's not something that you're close. Um, I've had a lot of really meaningful and even life-changing conversations with people online. So I would say that it does, if that's what, if that's how it's presented to you, if that's where the Holy Spirit's taking you, then yeah, it definitely includes online, but I'm also not going online to just see who I can Hey, who wants to hear about Jesus or who wants to be my friend? Well, if you think about, I mean, think about our our chat every week. 
the yeah. people that show up, you know, from all over the world, get together in one place and, you know, interact with each other. I mean, I've never I've never met Erin in person, but I feel like we've interacted just, with her for, you know, so much that that we know her. And I yeah. I think that you can have meaningful interaction with people online. You can develop friendships, you know, even though it's it, it may not be in person. I think that you can still develop community and you can still be part of something. You can still belong and you can still connect. How cool is it going to be when we finally get to meet Aaron face to face? I know that's going to so, be fun. So I don't know, like Aaron, are you are you coming to church retreat this year? You know, the we had a big announcement and stuff, and it's on the website. Registration's open. We can I tell people we now. Will see. Yeah, we can. Yeah, absolutely. So you know that would be like super cool. So what I would say is, if you're trying to do your registration, make sure you do it from a computer for the moment. For the moment, for the, yes, we're gonna the 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 for whatever reason the uh, the mobile, mobile part is, is not good. Kind of. Yeah, not working the way that we want it to, but it will. I'm it will. sure. Yeah, by the t- pro- well, by the time you hear this, it will be worked out. So, because um, <laughs> we hope. Yeah, it was mon- <laughs> yeah, it's Monday, but it, well, we'll get it fixed one way or the other. Can I just uh, say something really quick about the online thing? Um, I think it goes double for online. I think that it's so easy online to really take and make people into objects because you're not seeing them. You don't mm. see them cringe when you say write something a certain way you don't see them you don't see them cry mm-hmm. um, and it's it's really 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 easy to uh, objectify people online and so I think that online is a legitimate place I think that because it's so huge I don't I think that you know the world has become your neighbor and it's again it's not possible as much as you know you only have so many parts on that Lego block that you know you only have so many. So are online relationships legitimate? Absolutely. Of course they are. Um, Just remember that people online are still people and they're not objects. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think it's very easy to be a lot more harsh and a lot more mean uh, when you don't have to put your name on it, when you can just have a little name that you've made up. And, um, and so be be online who God wants you to be in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of goes into the you know the power of of how we how we come across and it's very difficult to do that. And Ava and Audrey had two questions that were very similar. What if their differences are sinful? What do you do then? Example, if someone you're trying to connect with has a negative point of view on life or bad habits, I feel like connecting could sometimes be harmful. Maybe so much. Do I still try to connect even even with that? And Audrey said, how do we connect with friends, family or neighbors that don't wish or struggle to be properly connected with those who would hold grudges or hate in their heart? So they're both like if these are not healthy relationships, really from between both questions, no matter who we come in contact with, even if it's someone we care about, do we risk being connected or reaching out if they're not open to it or they might not treat us well? I think we have to be careful and thoughtful about the relationships and connections that we make. Um, you know, I think that there are some people that are that are toxic to Melanie that wouldn't be toxic to me, mm, um, yeah. that I could work with that person, have a connection, it wouldn't necessarily impact me in negative ways, but it might impact Melanie and and vice versa. There's some people that Melanie can really connect with that would be pretty detrimental to my well-being. 
And I think those are things we have to thoughtfully go about. I think, again, we just need to be very careful that we don't – That I think the exclusion button is 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 one that we have to be really – thought. it's the big red button that we have to be really thoughtful before we before hit. Before we push it, right. yeah. And, and if – you should have given a lot of thought before you hit that button. It shouldn't be the natural, well, this person falls in a category, boom, I hit the button, I hit the button. I think we we need to go ahead and, and be super thoughtful. I'm really glad that there are people who have invested in me in spite of the flaws that they saw in me and the imperfections. It's interesting to me that, that we'll – there are certain certain things that people will do that we that we don't believe are right, and we will instantly jump in to help them with it, uh, or help or be their friend. I shouldn't say even help them with it. We'll be we'll be their friend in, even in spite of it. And I won't throw out the analogies that there could be because I don't. There's no sense in hurting people's feelings for no reason, right? But the point is, we all can think of of certain things that we have no problem being a friend, being a neighbor to a person. The, 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 you know, that that's struggling with this. And we often won't even necessarily, you know, we could, we'll, we'll kind of say, well, is there anything I can help with here? You know, and if they say no, we, we gently, we move on our way. We just, we understand we're friends with them still. And I think that it's, it's just interesting to me how we will, there are other things that we will label as like, well, I can't be your friend because, <laughs> because I disagree with you on this or I happen to believe this is wrong behavior. And so it's not hurting me. It's not hurting the people around me. But I'm going to go ahead and exclude you anyway because yeah. I just – I wouldn't want you to think that I agree with you. Well, come on. I mean – most of the time, most of the people, I, I'm pretty clear on the people that don't agree with me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've, I've kind of figured that out, you know, I mean, whether it's politics or whatever it is, I, I'm pretty clear on the sure. people that don't agree with me. And I'm, I'm really blessed to have a lot of friends that don't agree with me on a lot of different things. And they're still my friend. We, we still get along. So I'll go ahead and I, I will throw out a, for instance, within the Seventh-day Adventist denomination, drinking alcohol is is not supposed to be a part of a practicing member's life, okay? I happen to think that that alcohol consumption doesn't make the world a better place. That's my personal viewpoint. I think that there are a lot of uh, drunk driving deaths that really have a negative impact. I think that there's a lot of um, alcoholism that, that has a super negative impact on the world. Um, I also know there's a lot of people that drink very responsibly. I just happen to believe that the world would be better without alcohol. I just do. I think it would be a better place. But for my friends who disagree with me, who say, you know what, Ken, drinking <laughs> responsibly, it's not my fault that some people don't know how to drink responsibly. It's not my fault that some people are born with a tendency to be alcoholics. I'm not that person. We can have a loving conversation about that. I don't think you're a bad human being for disagreeing with me on that. I just think that the world would be better off without alcohol in it. And I would be very happy if there weren't alcohol in the world. And I know some people who have a very strong reaction <laughs> when I say that. Um, and so I think that, again, why can't we just be friends? And 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 and, and the thing comes by, well, what about the person who you see being alcoholic that's being abusive? Well, my answer is that if they're my friend, I'll let them know that I'm worried for them. 
but I'm not going to quit being their friend. I'm probably not going to ride with them when they're drunk, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm not going to quit being their friend. And this is something that I had to learn with some people that were important in my life that went through addiction issues. And I, I wanted to write them off and walk away until they could get themselves figured out. And what they really needed was not for me to condone their behavior, but for me to walk with them and care about them and to be concerned for them, not simply for the purpose of changing them, but because they were hurting and lonely and they needed somebody to care about them. And it wasn't going to be helpful for me just to walk away from the friendship or the relationship just because they were in a bad place for themselves. And so I think you can apply that to all kinds of different things in the world out there. And the bottom line for me is, are you being loving? Are you caring about people the way that Jesus cared about them? Mm. And I see Jesus caring about a lot, a lot, a lot of different people. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was kind of the point that you brought out in your sermon when you contrasted Paul and James you know, they disagreed on so much, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah. that was the baseline. And I think, I think that can be true of us as well. I think we can disagree theologically. We can disagree whatever socially. We can disagree on a lot of things. But as long as our baseline is we're going to love people, we're going to love each other, Yeah, we, we can deal with that. We can figure it out from there. Well, Cozy with a K, I think we just answered your question. They said, I worry that sometimes as an Adventist, I surround myself with people from the same religion because we were raised in very similar values. So it's so much easier to connect. How do we as Christians push ourselves to connect? And that's part of it. You got to be willing to say, yeah, we might have differences of opinion. We may see nine out of 10 things the opposite way, but we can still be loving when we make that connection and when, or that person connects with us or wants to connect with us, we can be loving at the absolute bare minimum. And sometimes you'd be surprised who you might become friends with if you don't take the defensive attitude to start with. Mm -hmm. And once you find out, because any of these connections, you can make them sometimes, yeah, you, you hit the you hit the jackpot. It's like, oh man, super easy connection. And other times, yeah, it's going to take a little bit. But yeah. if you start with the defensive, you're never going to get there. Um, Nate said, as a fellow left-hander, I feel connected today. Thanks, Aww. Nate. We love you. T today, my life is complete. <laughs> we don't with love you more than the right-handers. We just love you. <laughs> with the sermon and Ken, fellow left-hander pastor, Aww. Nate. Lefty Nate power. Very That's nice. It. Yeah. And then... Um, the other part was to not discount, we talked about it before. Jeff said, I've heard of people who were going to end their time on earth, but somebody simply smiled at them and they took it as a sign to go on living. Hmm. Starting with that basic of love, Jeff, that was hmm. uh, when that was part of a, a bigger conversation we had. And so I'm going to encourage you all, if you know, even if you're in the worship center, I noticed a couple of people on their devices in that chat room because I recognize the names <laughs> to the people that were up front. And, and there is a real blessing as to be a part of it. You can still follow the message. You can still hmm. feel what's happening. Just know the people online are about two minutes behind you. So if you comment on something before you get to that point, they're going to be like, mm, not sure. Yeah, if Ken is telling one story and somebody types, ha, 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 you know something's up. <laughs> yeah, and it came out a couple of weeks ago where someone said, they said, ha, 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 and it happened to fall during prayer time. They didn't understand it. They're like, I think you're being disrespectful. And I was like, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Best of intentions Hold here. Up. This is what happened. It's like, oh, yeah, the delay. And then uh, finally... Uh, so we get to practice those uh, values of <laughs> yeah, love, acceptance, forgiveness, and grace, right? <laughs> even in the chat. All right. James said, where can I get the connected song? Oh, that. Right? Okay. I have, so I'm, I have I'm, information on this. Oh, you do. All right. Yes. Let us have it. 
That is coming up very shortly. It is in the works. It is going to be released, and you will be able to download it to your device, device and listen to it in your car right nice. after you're done with the podcast. <laughs> 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 Along with a couple of other songs that have been written by uh, Whole Life May people. you be connected. So, May you yeah. be connected. May I love connected. it. All right, so next weekend is the final, and it is called The Result. I'm sure we're going to yep. figure out how this all plays together. Yep. And what, happens gonna... when we, uh, what happens when we have a thriving connection with a God and a thriving connection with each other? And it's going to kick us the rest of the way into the new year to make sure we're connecting throughout it's gonna, 2024. Yeah, it's going it's to move us along, and it's going to give us a, a place to, to aim for. And um, That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be All great. All right. Finally, I did speak with our mystery host for episode 400, and we do have a little bit of details to work out. I know that's only less than a week away, but we're going to work on it. And here's the thing. It's going to be an exclusive, and you're going to want to watch your feed for a bonus episode because when I have the details, I'm going to create a – we're going to be out in St. Augustine this week on a for staff retreat. But as soon as I have word back that we've confirmed the day and the time, yes, and it's only going to be open to 15 people – that are going to be within the Orlando area because you're going to have to get here. I guess I better get my name on that list. That's right. That's right. Well, <laughs> you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You almost had me there. I'm like, oh, right, yeah, she's got to be there. So we are going to have a guest host that is going to be there as well. And uh, as part of the team. So watch for that episode. It will have a place for you to register. You're going to have to go on the website and register to get one of those 15 spots. And then we will send you the time, the location, and the directions to get there. And, I think uh, food may even be involved. We didn't get to that far, but you we'll, know, see. If, we'll see how that all works out. But we will have those details shortly. As soon as I have them, you'll have them. And we'll be ready for 15 lucky people to come and hang out for an evening. And that's going to be at one of our faithful listeners' homes. And we are super excited to do that and get to all connect with yeah. you. So just be watching for that and getting those in. So that's going to do it for this week. Did I forget any? I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I don't have everything else written down. So I think that's it. it. That's it. All right. Have a great week.